Welcome back, press fans, coming to you from Altman Studios in downtown Brentwood, to your ears, wherever you are. This is Clocked in with the Press. As always, I'm Jake Menez, and joining me today is our producer, Brian Altman. How you doing, Brian? Not bad, Jake. How you doing? Great, thanks. Today we've got some statewide news, including a controversial tunnel plan by Governor Newsom, and local news such as the retirement of Brentwood's police chief, and a shooting in a Brentwood fitness center. But before we get started, let's hear a quick word from today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Sip and Scoop in downtown Brentwood. Sip and Scoop delivers smiles for miles, sip by sip, and scoop by scoop. Gelato, Italian ice, and signature coffee beverages are just a few of the delicious treats on their menu. Stop by Sip and Scoop at 234 Oak Street in downtown Brentwood to get your fix. They're also on DoorDash. Thanks once again to this week's sponsor, and now let's get into it. Governor Gavin Newsom has taken steps in the past two weeks to combat what he calls a dual threat to California, climate change and the resulting severe to extreme drought that has plagued the state for the past several years. He also revived and tweaked the plan for twin tunnels in the Delta to funnel water to where it is needed most in both Northern California and to farms in Central and Southern California. More recently, in Antioch, Newsom said hotter and drier weather conditions spurred by climate change could reduce California's water supply by up to 10% by 2040. The actions, outlined in a strategy document published by the administration called California's Water Supply Strategy Adapting to a Hotter, Drier Future, calls for investing in a new source of water supply, accelerating projects, and modernizing how the state manages water through new technology. This approach to California water supply management recognizes the latest science that indicates the American West is experiencing extreme, sustained drought conditions caused by hotter, drier weather. The warming climate means that a greater share of the rain and snowfall in California will be absorbed by dry soils consumed by thirsty plants and evaporated into the air. This leaves less water to meet the state's needs, scientists have said. The recent announcement follows $8 billion in state investments over the last two years to help store, recycle, desalinate, and conserve the water it will need to keep up with the increasing pace of climate change. He says it will generate enough water for more than 8.4 million households by 2040. To help make up for the water supplies California could lose over the next two decades, the strategy calls for capturing, recycling, desalinating, and conserving more water. This includes creating storage space for up to 4 million acre-feet of waters that will store water from major storms instead of just letting most of it run off streets into gutters. One acre-foot equals about 326,000 gallons of water. Reusing at least 800,000 acre-feet of water per year by 2030, enabling better and safer use of wastewater that now flows into the ocean. Freeing up 500,000 acre-feet of water through more efficient water use and conservation, helping make up for water loss due to climate change. And creating new water by capturing stormwater and desalinating ocean water and salty water in the groundwater basins, diversifying supplies, and making the most of high flows during the storm. In related news, Newsom's also revived the controversial Delta Water Tunnel Plan created by his predecessor, Jerry Brown, in a scaled-down version. Newsom had previously scuttled the plan three years ago. The original plan was to build two water tunnels under the Delta to move water to Southern California more easily, but Newsom's newer plan is for one tunnel instead of two. It is supported by climate change activists, but criticized by others as a plan to keep water in Northern California, especially as the state endures another year of severe drought. The one tunnel buried under the Delta wetlands would be 45 miles long and 39 feet high, and would pump water in wet years from the Sacramento River to the huge state water project pumps near Tracy, according to plan details. Moving water underground would circumvent pumping limits under state and federal law that protect endangered salmon and other fish. Newsom administration officials and those at the state's biggest water district say the tunnels are needed to keep water flowing after an earthquake and because climate change can change rainfall patterns. Without the tunnels, they say water would just flow into the ocean during rainy winters. Zooming in a little bit from regional to local, more mosquitoes have tested positive for West Nile virus, the latest one in an agricultural area east of Brentwood, according to the Contra Costa Mosquito and and Vector Control District. This is the second group of mosquitoes to test positive for West Nile virus so far this year in Contra Costa County. A previous group of mosquitoes that tested positive was from Oakley. 
The news of more mosquitoes infected by the virus comes a week after the district announced the discovery of an invasive mosquito species in Contra Costa County. Aedes aegypti mosquitoes can transmit the causative agents of Zika virus, yellow fever, and several other diseases, making it even more important that all Contra Costa County residents take steps to tip, toss, and take action to reduce the risk of mosquitoes. Tip over any size outdoor container to toss out any amount of standing water. After tossing out the water, take action by scrubbing the inside of any outdoor container because Aedes aegypti eggs can stick to bird baths, buckets, outdoor pet dishes, garden pots for plants, and anything else that can hold water outdoors. In addition to dumping out and scrubbing outdoor sources of standing water, the district recommends residents use EPA-registered insect repellents where mosquitoes are present. The most efficient repellents contain one of the following active ingredients, DEET, picaridin, and oil of lemon eucalyptus. As always, follow the instructions on the label when using an insect repellent, according to the district. West Nile virus comes from certain birds, mostly crows and jays. Mosquitoes then become infected after biting that infected bird. Contra Costa County residents can report dead birds by phone at 877-WNVBIRD. That's 968-2473. County residents can request mosquito service for residential property by calling 925-685-9301. With that... I'm going to throw it to Brian for this week's sports coverage. Brian, what do you got? All right, Jake. As the guest sports correspondent, I will say I know just about nothing about sports. <laughs> and I am reading from this teleprompter here. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope everybody enjoys it. Here we go. Youth <laughs> anglers take over the Oakley Pier. Close to 80 area youth in three different age groups took to the Antioch Oakley Pier last weekend to try their hand at fishing during the City of Oakley's 18th annual Kids Fishing Derby. The catch-and-release event netted at least nine area youngsters the joy of walking away as winners. The victors were, for ages one to five years old, the smallest fish caught was Noah Garde. Congratulations on catching that (laughs) tiny little fish. Largest fish caught, Bailey Bellis, and the most fish caught, Benjamin Bellis. For ages 6 to 10 years old, the smallest fish caught was Bradley Jelly, and the largest fish caught was Benjamin Heim, and the most fish caught, A.J. Trim. For the ages 11 to 15 bracket, smallest fish caught was Kelsey Ellison, and the largest fish caught was Noah Nguyen, and the most fish caught, Brady Lucero. Congratulations to all you little anglers out there. That's a lot of fun. (laughs) I never really got into fishing, it moves really slow for me, but, uh, you know, my kids love fishing. That's what I like about it. You can just kind of kick back, have a beer or other beverage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In your kid's case, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my kids are actually out there <laughs> drinking beers. I certainly hope not. So moving on to the next story, high school football season is right around the corner. The season begins at the end of the month. Full previews can be read in the press this week, but here is one key takeaway from each Bay Valley Athletic League team. Pittsburgh. The Pirates enter the 2022 season as the favorites in this league. Interesting. Usually it's heritage, right? Yeah, almost almost always, yeah. Uh, this team is loaded with Division I talent and should have no problem rolling over its league opponents. Harsh language here from (laughs) Kyle, the the copywriter. Oh, man. From Liberty, the Lions had an impressive offseason, performing well in multiple seven-on-seven tournaments. These showed that the offense appears to be the strength of the team, and the leader of the offense is unquestionably returning quarterback Nate Bell. And then... What's that? Oh, that's just that's a name we've definitely heard a lot. Yeah, is it? Oh, absolutely. All that's right. All talking about Nate. Cool. Well, then we're probably going to hear a lot more about <laughs> him in the weeks coming. At Heritage, the Patriots admit they simply lacked strength on the football p- field last year. 
They have spent a ton of time in the weight room during the offseason, and now the team must utilize that strength on the field. Over at Freedom, head coach Zach Sims has high hopes for his team this season. In fact, he proclaimed during a recent interview that the team will be the most exciting team to watch this season. Big words. Oh my gosh, huge. Only time will tell if this team can live up to those expectations. Over at Deer Valley, things simply have not gone well for them on the football field recently. Yikes. But there are signs that things could change. The team has a new head coach, Matt Mills, and the number of kids who are showing up to be part of the team is really on the rise, which can only lead to improvement. Of course, right? Because you get a bunch of new faces and new bodies on the field. You get to try out new skill sets, new combinations of, uh, of players and run new strategies and you get a clean slate clean nothing else and personally i love an underdog story i'm looking forward to see what deer valley has coming up this year yeah for sure over at antioch the panthers should be decent this season but their schedule will not be easy their opponents combined record last season was 47 12 i.e this means if antioch wants to win they are going to have to bring it every week okay antioch challenge accepted And it's an uphill climb, but I think they can do it. I think they can do it. All right, moving on next. The flat track motorcycles took over the Antioch Speedway last week. This event featured 50 riders of all ages. Pedro Brown claimed victories in the Vintage A and Hooligan classes. These are real classes. (laughs) I'm telling you, I know nothing about sports, but those two class names seem like so disparate. The Hooligan class, I like it. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I want to be a part of the Hooligan class. (laughs) You are, just not on a motorcycle. (laughs) Ryder Bits Hay... That's not that's a name. That's not one of the uh, the classes, by the way. <laughs> Ryder Bits Hay won the 85 race and finished second in the 250 class. Macy LeBlanc got wins in the open and 250 races, and Indy Talent picked up the win in the Pee-Wee main event. His name is Indy Talent. Oh man, he's got a future. He's got a in future. Whatever ahead of he him. wants to do. All right, moving on. <laughs> Soccer. (laughs) This is fun, Jake. I'm enjoying this, actually. I wasn't sure about how this was going to go, but I'm kind of liking reading the sports. For our last sports story of the day, the West Coast 2010 boys squad recently won their second consecutive tournament in Pleasanton at the Summer Classic. With 25 goals for and only two against, the boys have excelled at their game, team officials said. In the championship match against Mustang, with the West Coast up 2-0, to zero, Mustang came back to tie it up 2-2. Two to two. After the final whistle, they went straight into a penalty kick shootout. With two saves from goalkeeper A.J. Staples of Brentwood, West Coast secured the championship. Man. Buzzer beater. I love it. A team is not one player, he said. We practice to improve, we make mistakes, and learn from them. My team is a team. We play together, not alone. We proved that this weekend. Love it. You love a a good team player. That kid's awesome. All right, that's it for sports today, Jake. Yeah, we have a few more news stories to share with you, including the Brentwood Fitness Center shooting, the Chiefs retirement, and a vehicle fire in Discovery Bay. But before that, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode of Clocked In With The Press is brought to you by our friends at Sip & Scoop in downtown Brentwood. Sip & Scoop started out as a food truck, serving coffee, hot cocoa, and desserts on the go, but the demand was so high that they had to open a shop at 234 Oak Street. 
Here at Clockton, we love Sip and Scoop. They're just a few doors down from our offices, and we're there often enough that they know our names and orders. It's like cheers, but better, because there's dessert. Try their cold brew coffee, or choose a latte or Americano for a classic coffee drink that can't be beat. And we haven't even talked about their breakfast sandwiches and avocado toast. Have I mentioned the root beer flows and the iced lemonades? Those are my personal favorites. <sighs> okay, obviously, I could talk about food all day, but here's the point. You gotta go to Sip and Scoop. Visit them at 234 Oak Street in downtown Brentwood or have Sip and Scoop brought to you wherever you are by DoorDash. Having an event? Let Sip and Scoop cater it. Give them a call at 925-684-7710 to find out more. Thanks once again to this week's sponsor. I've got a few more news stories for you. A fire threatened a mobile home and a second fire burned several vehicles in the 7900 block of Balfour Road in unincorporated Brentwood on August 10th. No injuries were reported. When Confire units arrived on scene, shortly after 5 p.m., they found a smaller, separate fire had ignited near the fire that threatened the mobile home. Burst was quoted as saying, A second alarm was requested, but later canceled because of the amount of vehicles on fire, adding that the second fire ignited in another cluster of vehicles. Fire crews were able to quickly extinguish both fires, according to Burris. The cause of the fire is under investigation still. Moving from fire into police, after 35 years of law enforcement, 27 of them in Brentwood, Police Chief Thomas Hansen announced his plans to retire on September 30th. Hansen has been chief since 2017. Being sworn in as an officer in 1995, Hansen was first an officer, then a sergeant, lieutenant, captain, and finally chief. In 2021, Hansen was also acting assistant city manager. An internal recruitment will start soon, officials said, and city manager Tim Ogden anticipates the new chief to be in place by September 28th. During his tenure as chief, Hansen worked with city staff and with the Brentwood City Council to add 12 positions, with five being patrol officer positions and one being a community engagement officer. City Council and Hansen also worked together to implement a fifth police beat, which will increase the proactive community policing efforts. In 2018, Hansen worked with department staff and was able to establish and implement an naloxone program that enabled him to equip each officer with an opiate overdose reversal medication administered to those suffering from an opiate overdose. In a statement following the announcement of his retirement, Hansen said, quote, These past few years have been extremely difficult for our profession. We have worked together with our community to, to successfully weather the emerging challenges. I want to thank the community of Brentwood for putting their trust in me to serve as your police chief. I hope I exceeded your expectations. I have lived the majority of my adult life as a police officer, and as I return to civilian life, Brentwood will never be far from my heart. I'm honestly kind of sad to see him go. I really liked having him here and the stories I've heard about him over the years. And then after meeting him personally, I'm like, I love this guy. I'm, I'm sad to see him go. But I trust the city leadership to bring somebody in who can fill those extremely large shoes. And it's nice it'll be, it's an internal recruitment process, so there won't necessarily be someone coming in from outside who doesn't know the city, mm -hmm. which I think is a huge factor in anything when you're doing community policing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how that develops. I've got one more news story for you, Brian. Oh, for me? Just for me? <laughs> <laughs> Our last news story of the day also comes from Brentwood. Brentwood police arrested a 17-year-old suspect following a shooting at 24-Hour Fitness on August 11th, left an Antioch man dead and three other people wounded. The shooting victim was identified as Antioch resident Cesar Arana, age 21, according to an August 12th a Facebook post by police. Police did not disclose the condition of the other three injured victims, only that they were taken to area hospitals. Currently, there's no known motive for the killing, police say. The shooting took place at about 2 a.m. in the parking lot of the 24-Hour Fitness on Lone Tree Way, according to a social media post by Brentwood police. In the post, police said, Preliminary investigation revealed this was the result of an altercation that took place inside the fitness center on or around the basketball courts and eventually continued into the parking lot out front. While outside, the altercation escalated involving multiple people. Surveillance footage from 24-Hour Fitness revealed at least two people pulled firearms and fired multiple shots, striking four and killing one. 
Immediately following the incident, several people fled the parking lot in multiple vehicles. End quote. Police said in a follow-up social media post on the 12th that the suspect, a 17-year-old Brentwood resident, had been booked into the Contra Costa County Juvenile Detention Facility for suspected murder. A second suspect was released from custody that same day after it was determined that he was not a shooter in the incident. The name of the suspect booked into the detention facility was withheld due to his age. Police are asking anyone with information related to the shooting, including any video footage, to call Detective Green at 925-809-7797. Crazy story. So tired of hearing about shootings. Man, there's like so many other ways to solve your problems without like pulling your gun out and shooting people. Come on, guys. A lot of interesting factors in that one. A 17-year-old out at 2 a.m., etc., etc. Right? Just, I mean, it really captured, you know, we updated that, because I was the one who wrote the story, we updated that a couple times over the course of those two days as more information was filtering in, and the community was really, you know, following that one very closely. Yeah, well, it's so shocking to the location I drive by there all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's central. <laughs> it's centrally located, it's, and you just don't think of you know the twenty-four hour sit. You don't think of the gym as somewhere where you're going to go to get shot. You know, I just hope that we as a society can start to move towards a direction where we're a little bit more level-headed. Everybody's so high-strung, just ready to pop off at any second these days. It seems, and it's sad. It's sad. I just. Uh, I just really hope we start to see a little bit more, you know, self-control start to become pervasive in in our communities and society in general. I don't know anybody who would disagree with that, anyone who would want otherwise. Yeah. But that's all we have for you today. For weekend events, check out our calendar at www.thepress.net slash calendar or pick up a copy of this week's physical paper. We appreciate you taking the time to listen in, and we look forward to sharing more updates with you in future episodes. If you'd like to read more news stories out of East Contra Costa County, hit up our website, www.thepress.net, or our Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok at thepress underscore net. Be sure to tune in on Tuesday for Melissa's interview with Bree Haig, the principal of Harvest Grove Virtual Academy. Do you have an idea for a guest? Let us know by emailing podcasts at brentwoodpress.com. Until next time, this is Jake. And Brian. Clocking, clocking out. out. Thanks again to this week's sponsor, Sip and Scoop. Remember that feeling of hearing the ice cream truck coming down the street as a kid? Bring back that feeling by visiting Sip and Scoop. They started out as a truck too, and now they have a brick and mortar shop right here in Brentwood, so you don't have to chase them down the block. Sip and Scoop has all kinds of high quality desserts to satisfy any sweet tooth. Gelato, root beer floats, and iced coffees are just a few of my favorites. And the whole menu is available to go on DoorDash. Stop by their shop in downtown Brentwood and get your scoop on.